on this edition of Inside Motorsport. Tony Whitlock catches up with Barry Oliver, Charlie O'Brien, Grant Doolman and Ian Tate from the Phillip Island Classic Weekend where the historics rolled around for another hurrah. I hope you'll stay with us. Inside Motorsport. I'm here at Phillip Island. It's day two of the 2020 uh, Victorian Historic Racing Register meetings. It's the big meeting of the year. I'm with Ian Tate, who is president of the HRR and race director of this race meeting. Ian, it's an amazing event. You've got a large number of cars and some wonderful pieces of machinery here. We have been very lucky to get the. Uh, we received about 495 entries. We're starting about 440 entries. Uh, which is fantastic. We've got some really close racing this weekend. And to have Larry Perkins as part of the meeting, six-time Bathurst winner. We've got Greg Murphy racing down there. And, well, I think he's racing two cars now. Um, Three-time Bathurst winner. And, of course, seven-time Bathurst winner is Jim Richards. All right. Well, so, I'm going gonna, gonna to haul you up here because you actually use the expression which far too many people do. You're very lucky. No, you're not. Luck is not to do it. It's good management, not good luck that got this meeting True. happening. There's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Look, we, we've got a, I've got a committee of 25 people who work very, very hard all year round to make this meeting possible. But over the weekend here, today we've got over 200 officials. Tomorrow, 240 officials yeah. give their valuable time to make this meeting possible. And, and they're all so enthusiastic about they it. They are. Well. We, 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 we've been the top six of the Octane Magazine's award, yearly award. Uh, for four years, yep. and we're very proud of that. And, uh, and it's due to a lot of these guys putting a massive amount of hard work in, and especially the control tower up there, they put a massive hard work to keep the, tr the meeting on, on, on track. All right. Now, um, one thing that over the years this event has had in past is overseas entrants. There are not as many this year, overseas No, uh, there was a problem in, in England. Um, we, when we approached the guys in England, they were very enthusiastic. Um, but there was a massive uh, political problem in, in England at the time, okay. and uh, they were concerned about getting the cars out of England. But if the if the election had gone the opposite way, getting the cars back after our meeting oh, well, may have been a very involved. big problem. Yeah. So they said, sorry, not this year, maybe next year. Okay. All so right. that's why, and we also had every by year it was uh, the Formula Five thousands turn this year yes. as a standalone race. Now we get supported from uh, New Zealand by roughly about 18, 15, 18 cars, 15 yes. cars. Yeah. Uh, they're in their goal at the moment, they're, getting, they're getting, finding it very hard to get a grid of cars. A couple of weekends they had 11 cars. Yes. Uh, so they're in trouble too, so what we're doing, we're putting them on next year, the 5,000. Hopefully getting some North American cars, New Zealand cars, that so gives our guys to get their cars. We should have 32 cars. Wow, yeah. That's what we're looking for. I've, I've been at Laguna Seca when there's been 55,000 and things like that. It's just insane. So. Well, we, we have a rolling start here uh, of the 5,000 and the soon coming in the main straight with 30 cars and yes, the noise. Just, yeah. uh, you can feel the, the ground vibrating. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I, I mean, I saw this morning, you know, at 9 o'clock, there was a vast queue to get into the place. Uh, what sort of crowds do you expect over a weekend like this? Over the whole weekend, we get about 20,000 people over right, the three days. A, which is a very good number. It's a good number. Um, that's including everyone. Yep. Uh, it's, we've, 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 
done our publicity a little bit different this year and I changed things around a little bit and I hope it's working. Oh, no, tomorrow night. <laughs> well, okay, it, it looks like... But so it's... far, so good, yes. Yeah, Excellent. It, it does look Yes, good. it does. Healthy. The oh. weather's been kind to us today. It was not kind to us yesterday. No. But I think tomorrow's going to be all right too, so... Overcast is a good temperature for older cars. It's fantastic for spectators and yeah. it's great for the cars. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for spending your time with us, Ian. You've got uh, uh, dinner tonight. We've got a special dinner tonight for overseas visitors and uh, as our ambassadors for our club, which are a lot of ambassadors down here over the weekend. And the great Norm Beach is coming along tonight with John French, another Bathurst winner. Yeah. With, with, uh, when you work it out, I worked out the other day that Frenchy co-drove with Norm Beachy here in 1960. Oh, wow. Driving a Vanguard. And they finished second in their class. But the guy who won that race will be there tonight, Frank Code. Yes. He drove the Vauxhall Cresta. Oh. Now, there's four generations of Code family here tomorrow. Yes, yes. That's not too bad. No, no, indeed not. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Ian Tate. And sometime in the near future, we'd love to talk about your projects, which you alluded to yesterday. Um, and Peugeots and all sorts of all things. All sorts of things, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, Barry Oliver was talking about uh, a car that you sold to uh, Don Knott. Yes, in Tassie, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I bought a little Prefect Special. I love that car. I brought it across from Tassie in about 74, 73, and uh, I first raced that car in 1980 at Sandown, a Hang 10. I raced that car for 39 years. Oh, and It was a massive part of me. But... Um, I let it go, uh, and it's gone to a good guy in Tassie. I don't think I'll ever race again. No. But I had a massive amount of fun out of that car. I really did. Yeah, you know, this weekend they're having their Longford. Oh, I know, car. I know, I know. Which the, is somewhere I'm sure you'd like to actually be. I would like to be there with the car. Yeah. Oh, with the car too. All right. Well, that'll be something to look forward to in the future with Ian Tate. Thank you so much. Welcome to Inside Motorsport. I'm here with a son of that means second generation racer, who's in fact driving for his. Uh, his wife's um, father's car, Grant Dorman, son of Peter Dorman, long-time yes, competitor in Australia in both open-wheelers yep. and touring cars, and of course now the uh, provider of a race car for you at Phillip Island. Correct, yeah. He's uh, been looking after me quite well throughout my racing career, so right. everything goes well. And you know, he, he likes me in his cars because I don't wreck him too much. Yeah. I, I tend. <laughs> tend to find all the weak spots in them for him and, and you know, limp them back home, but generally speaking, yeah, he likes me in them. All right, now, Grant this weekend is competing in Phillip Island, the historic meeting here, in the Shrike, which was the second or third chassis, wasn't it? Uh, I believe it's chassis one. Oh, chassis yeah, one. Yeah, he was okay. saying zero, zero. Oh, no, sorry, no, that, that's actually, I, do, I tell you a lie, his Formula, uh, he's got another car, Formula 2 car, Hardman Tup, and it was chassis one. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I'd be chassis two or three, actually. Yep. Yeah, I'd have to double-check that. Okay. And it, of course, is a Formula Holden car. Yes. And it made its debut at the Adelaide Grand Prix in the Formula Holden category, which Mark Scaife, Neil Crompton, etc., etc., rolled on slow and Correct. various other people. Neil Crompton, uh, I believe, was one of the other drivers of the other strikes. Yep. Um, I believe Wayne Gardner, I'm not sure he was at that round, but later in the year drove the uh, Shrike as well. Okay. All right, now Pete fought the car back a number of years ago and you've done a complete rebuild on it. Yeah, so uh, Bo Jensen did quite a lot of work in it, a guy from South Australia, he, you know, he got it back as a hill climb car, uh, restored it as best he could, uh, and then yeah, basically uh, Peter and uh, Chris, his offsider, 
uh, as well as Simon Copping, who's always been around and basically just tidied it up, made sure everything the components were running right. Uh, there was a few niggly bits that needed to be engineering-wise sorted out from from the previous restoration. So, right, okay. Um, now it's a pretty quick car. So far, it's going okay. It could probably be quicker. Uh, driver's a bit rusty. This is. I've only have, I've done Eastern Creek in it for the historic round before, uh, and then. Uh, I've been here in a Formula Ford, that's about it, and oh, I've done a grand total of about nine laps in it. So right, okay. I'm still kind of figuring out... Early days. Uh, early days. It's probably quicker than me at the moment, but I'll catch up to it well, pretty so quick. As long as you keep catching it before it gets away uh, from 100%. you. 100%. Okay. Um, you've got another meeting coming up this year? Uh, in the sports sedan or the Shrike? Well, in the Shrike to start with. Uh, uh, there's a couple of historic rounds. It just depends on uh, whether or not any damage happens uh, yep. after this round there'll be a big sort of look over it because we found a bit of an issue with one of the wheel hubs okay so, so this is a bit of a shakedown for it it's a bit more professional than the original run at eastern creek but yep. yeah no it, it's uh it, it'll go home have a good look over and depending on how how they find any componentry damaged or not because the issue is is they're not off the shelf parts anymore everything's all custom made everything's got to be machined everything's got to be hand built so uh, when it's got two old blokes working on it and the, you know, the enthusiasm and the, the time gets into it, yeah. um, so I, would, I wouldn't be able to tell you which meeting they're going to next. No. Okay, all right. But one we do know that you're going to next is because your wife was kind enough to bring to the marriage a sports today. Yes. Her father's yes. Falcon. Her, it's an EB Falcon. Uh, it's quite... I wouldn't say super old. It's a lot, it's a lot younger than the, the Shrike, of course. Uh, early, early sort of... Uh, 2000s model, late yep. 90s model. It was built in uh, Sydney and down in Liverpool by another competitor and basically Jeff bought the car and it was his pride and joy. Jeff, Jeff Brown, so that was uh, Emma's uh, dad. Yep. Uh, and he had it for many, many, many years and loved it and pride, pride and joy and once, you know, once he got his hands onto it, all he did do was polish it and tinker with it, and he was a very good tinker, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, he unfortunately passed away and it got handed down to Emma and Jeff had plans to, to run the state championship, win a state title, and, and was like, well, bugger it, we're going to continue the tradition on for him and we're going to spend all the money on it and do exactly what he <laughs> wanted to, to to get it up to scratch, and it's going well so far. So th right, third now, year at it now. You, you're in the New South Wales Sports Today Championship. Yes. You've finished third a couple of times. For the last two years, I believe, we're third. Um, and we shocked everyone a bit last year. Uh, we ended up second at the national rounds at the National Sports Sedans uh, Championship event held at Eastern Creek. So it raised a few eyebrows, and including ours. We weren't expecting to be that, that far up the grid with it. So um, we just had Wakefield Park New South Wales State Race titles last week. Um, we've completely blitzed the round, won every race, won uh, fastest qualifying set a new PB in the car which is a, a low 58 so things vehicles like Jack Perkins uh, Audi is a, is a high 57 so you know it's, it's not too far off the multi hundreds of thousand dollar vehicles uh, so, you know, it's pretty good for an old girl and an old chassis and old tube frame it's all made out of blue steel no chrome molly no nothing in it so yeah, okay. um, yeah so it's, it's going okay going very well alright so that was round one of 2020 correct you've got another five to go I be, yep uh, another another two at Wakefield Park and three at Eastern Creek alright well, well watch out for it it's car number car number 15 I've car been number 15 15 since I was 15 so right. any, any, car, any car that I get into 
if it's our car, I've, I don't don't get me wrong, I've been in other people's cars, but our cars are always 15, other than the Shrike. Okay. Well, we'll uh, look forward to in the near future talking to Peter and hearing of uh, how things are going this year for you. Best of luck to Grant Dorman and you and your wife, Emma. We wish you uh, that championship uh, along the way. Great, thank you. I'm here with Charlie O'Brien. Moments after he's had another race in his 635, this is the original bumper to bumper 635. And Charlie, uh, you like being reunited with your old car? Oh, I, I like being reunited and coming back to a racing track. And uh, coming back to Phillip Island is also very special because it, it is my favourite track. Um, and driving uh, driving the, the old bumper to bumper car, which first came out here in 1985, I bought it out from England and raced it at Sandown and uh, with Andrew Medici, I think it was, in 85. It's just nice. It's been in New Zealand all these years where I, I sold it in 86 and um, Rob, uh, Rob Emgren from Canberra has bought it and restored it with the help of Les Laidlaw from up at uh, the back of Stones. And, like, it's a beautiful example car now and, uh, without a doubt, it's better than what it ever was back in the 80s. Wow, wow. It's a beautiful-looking car. I mean, the thing about this car in this era was that they, the, the bodywork wasn't bastardised at all. It's just pure, straight, wonderful yeah, lines. Yeah, that, that era, like, seriously, the Group A era was a special, special era. Um, and I think, not just for me because I was involved in it, I think the Group A era was special for a lot of fans uh, because of exactly what you just said. You know, you had the Volvos and, and uh, BMWs and Holdens and Fords. And that was special. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, what other racing have you been doing recently? Uh, this is the first race that I've had since uh, January uh, 2019. Right. And that, that, was, was... that was in uh, uh, Pete Sturgeon's uh, M3 over at uh, Hampton Downs in New Zealand. Yep. Um, race before that was a year before at Hampton Downs in a Nissan Primera um, Super Tourer. So, so I haven't was... done much, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, the yeah. Primera wasn't a car you drove in here at all, was it? No, look, it wasn't. It was a front-wheel drive car. It was the first time I ever drove a front-wheel drive car in, in 2018. And uh, I, I guess I stayed away. My dear friend Greg Hansford was killed here actually 25 years ago on Friday. Yes. Um, and uh, I stayed away because I know front-wheel drive cars probably was uh, helpful in his accident that he wasn't used to. And uh, I stayed away. But anyway, in saying that, I got an offer to drive that over New Zealand and I thought, well, yeah, it's, it's historic racing. We're not going super fast, so why not have a speed in it? And I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I can also understand... You know, it, it's a trick getting rear tyres heated up on a front wheel uh, drive car and it's certainly not something that I'm uh, used to and I didn't feel comfortable in it but because you weren't driving the thing 10 tenths you were able to uh, to do a good job in it. Alright, well Charlie it's been wonderful talking to you and uh, I hope you get a chance again this year. So do I, I'll, I'll be walking around the pits with a little <laughs> cap on saying I need to drive. <laughs> Thank you Charlie O'Brien. Pleasure. We're here with the voice of supercars, Barry Oliver, just bumped into at the historic meeting at Phillip Island. Barry, welcome to Inside Supercars. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Peter. It's uh, been a while uh, since we've actually caught up, so yeah. Thank yeah. Oh, sorry, Tony. Yeah. What am I thinking of? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Um, when did you leave Supercars, your job? As a uh, well, it was actually here at yes. Phillip Island, 2007. That was my... Really? That was my last wow. round. Uh, that was the end of 16 years wow. with the with the supercars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't there for your start, and I, I, we've talked before about your start and yeah. uh, your days when you were, you know, on the rally trail as well with Jim. 
Um, but now you're back here at the historic meeting, and, and this was a pure coincidence that you decided to come here. Well, I was here about 12 years ago, Tony, and I was here on my own. Uh, I thought it was just incredible. I loved the old stuff, the historic stuff, yep. and I thought one day I have to come back. And a few things fell into place, and so my wife and I have come over for the weekend, and I'm just having the most marvellous time running into people. I spent more time yesterday talking to people in the pits. I don't think I saw any cars on the track, but it was marvellous. It really was. Well, it becomes about people, of course. That's yeah. what it is. Even yeah. though there's great machinery there, you talk to the people, you can see the car right, you know, yeah. it's going to be there. Um, now, you're involved in something back in your hometown. Yes, um, we've got a thing called the Motorama, which is happening this weekend, yep. in right in the centre of Longford. It's been put together by a guy who is unbelievably passionate about the history of the Longford race circuit. Yep. And just to sort of say to people, the circuit was originally used for the first time in 1953. Yep. At a couple of years, they didn't have it, but it finished in 1968. It was just a magnificent four-and-a-half-mile track, yeah. unbelievably fast. And so the purpose of this weekend is the past, the present and the future. And it was an opportunity to get a lot of cars and motorcycles that featured at Longford in years gone by and have them on display in the Village Green. A whole lot of other activities happening as well. And it's just unfortunate that it was... Weekend, you coming here. And I'd already booked and paid to come here, so yeah. um, look, I just hope that it's a great success because, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Is there a website that people would go and have a look at this, maybe? Um, I think so, but I can't be but if, sure if, about if that. If you put in Longford Motorama, you might actually find it. Yes, yeah, yes, right. I'm sure. Um, now, just what I might add is uh, Rob Knott, who is the guy who actually... Uh, N-O-T? Yes, K-N-O-T. Now, you've been into the Country Club Hotel. Yes. And you've seen all of those boards Absolutely. replicating. Yep. Okay. Well, he has his own personal set, which is much larger. Yes. And that's actually a feature. Not only that, he has his own private museum. And he has two cars in that museum that date back to the late 40s and 50s. Which are? One of them uh, is a car that was raced by uh, Jock Walkham, no longer with us, uh, and it had a, a forward engine, and it was built basically from bits and pieces that were gathered up from, you know, scrapyards or whatever, because nobody could afford to buy yes. uh, a European works car, uh, so basically had to build your own. And uh, the other one is a car that formerly was owned by Ian Tate, who of course is chairman yes. of this meeting yeah. uh, here at Phillip Island. And that was the Mick Watt Anglia Special. And it was the most beautiful little front engine monoposto car. Had a Ford side valve engine. Can you believe that? Yeah, little? okay. And it had something like 100 race victories. Oh, wow. And um, somehow Rob not convinced Ian Tate to sell it to him. <laughs> um, and that's one of the special features. Um, and the, look, all sorts of things. My brother Stephen, um, over the years, over about a 30-year period, he actually gathered up every single program for the Australian Grand Prix, right from the very first one here at Phillip Island, right through, all beautifully framed, 
and that's actually on display for the three days in the Memorial Hall. Does he have any children? No, he doesn't. No, I see. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I see, I see. All right, well, uh, we'd better get back onto our uh, horses and do what we need to do. Yep. It's been wonderful to catch up with you. I'm sure uh, the people in our land that listen to Inside Supercars will know your voice well, because they're mostly people that you were talking about. You know? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's great to see you, and you and your wife Pauline, and see you both well, and... Uh, enjoying your time yeah well lovely to catch up with you tony even if i did forget your name at the beginning <laughs> call it old age yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonderful thank you barry oliver joining that's all we have time for this week on inside motorsport until next time round keep smiling and bye for now inside motorsport is produced by thunder media for the community radio network